Welcome to the Perimenopause Minis, a collection of special weekly mini episodes that I've made especially for you. Bite-sized chunks of mega valuable information to help you understand exactly how you can make the lifestyle change that's going to help you navigate the perimenopause years in style. Welcome back to the third of the perimenopause minis. I hope that you found what you've heard so far really, really useful. If you haven't listened to the first couple of episodes, do go back and check those out again. And then today I want to cover something that I think is a really, really important and really big part of the conversation. This is all around weight gain and weight loss, because I know that part of the experience for an awful lot of perimenopause women is a weight gain in a way that they've never experienced it before but also a struggle to lose that weight as well. So even when we're doing the things that we think we should be doing, it's not working and it's not having the same impact. And of course, this is a really complex subject. You know, I could talk for hours and hours and hours about body image, societal pressure, our relationship to weight in ourselves, our modern lifestyles. All of those things are going to play into this and a part of the conversation. But what I'm going to really do today is kind of stick to the science of it all, because I know that really the question on everyone's lips is, how do I lose this weight when the old ways aren't working anymore? Because a lot of women at this stage experience weight gain. Maybe it's for the first time in your life that you've gained weight. So you've always managed to maintain your weight and you've never struggled with it. It's never been an issue. And then all of a sudden you find that slowly but surely this weight is creeping on. Maybe you are, you know, in a place where you think, well, I'm being really good and I'm looking after what I'm eating, but yet somehow the weight is still going on and it's definitely not going in the right direction. Or maybe this is part of diet roller coaster that you've been on for years, except that the diet works less and less and less each time you do it, which I think is part of that roller coaster anyway, but particularly as you get into your 40s and 50s, you can find that, you know, those diets just, they're not touching the sides. They're not doing what you need them to do. And also they're not making you feel very good as well. They could be actually playing into worsening some of the symptoms that you're having as well. The first thing I want you to know about this though is that it's normal. Okay. It happens to loads and loads and loads of us out there at this stage in life. So please don't feel alone with it. I know it's frustrating, but you are definitely, definitely, definitely not alone. And there are lots and lots of reasons for this. So things like stress. Stress will play into weight gain. Stress will also play into us being unable to shift that weight as well, even when we think we're doing the right things. And the reason for that is the cortisol. If we keep releasing lots of cortisol all the time, cortisol will say to our bodies, look, I need you to just hold on to what you've got. And it will cause you to store more fat, particularly around your tummy as well. And, you know, as our hormone levels begin to drop, we become less resilient as well in, in those stressful situations. So we're pumping out even more cortisol. So that's definitely not helping. Secondly, I mentioned this last week is this insulin resistance and this kind of fluctuating blood sugar. So again, we naturally become more insulin resistant as we go into our 40s and 50s. So we actually have to work harder to manage our blood sugar levels. But if that blood sugar is fluctuating a lot, it, again, it's going to lead to weight gain, particularly around the tummy and the middle of our bodies as well. We're losing muscle. So from our mid-30s onwards, we start to lose muscle mass. And obviously that starts to add up in our 40s and 50s. And, you know, muscle is important because the more muscle we have, the higher our metabolism, the more calories we burn just going about our lives day to day. So if we're not building muscle or maintaining muscle, and we're losing it instead, then that results in lower metabolism. Now, I'm going to talk a bit more about this next week because we're talking about exercise next week. And I, I particularly will talk about this because it's such an important thing for us to do. And I would say if you are not doing anything that is building muscle right now or maintaining muscle, then that is an absolute must for you. But like I say, that's one for next week. So do tune in there. Also sleep. 
So often we are struggling with sleep. We're getting poor quality sleep. We're getting less sleep. And that has an effect on two particular hormones. So we've got our leptin hormone, which is the, the hormone that we release when we're full and that tells us to stop eating. And we've got ghrelin, which is our hunger hormone. And that tells us I need to eat. And actually, if we're not getting good quality sleep, then those become more skewed towards you being hungry and you feeling less full. So we produce more ghrelin, less leptin, and then we we will tend to overeat and we'll eat more than we might actually need, our bodies might actually need, because those hormones are destabilized by the lack of sleep. And also gut dysbiosis as well. So what that basically means, an imbalance of gut bacteria. So too much of the uh, the bad stuff and too little of the good stuff. And once you get that kind of imbalance, that definitely can lead to you kind of hanging on to that weight or, or struggling to lose weight as well. So I think having gone through that list, you're probably already sensing that a diet isn't necessarily going to be particularly helpful right now. But here's why. So number one, dieting is stressful. If you've ever been on a diet, you know it's stressful. You know that you you think about food all the time. You think about your next meal all the time. You're calculating your calories or your points or your sins or whatever it might be. The more stress you get about that, the more cortisol you're releasing. The more cortisol you're releasing, the more likely your body is to hold on to fat. Okay. So dieting is stressful and we need to reduce stress right now. So we don't want to add that in. Secondly, as we lose weight, we're not just losing fat. We often will lose muscle as well. And like I said before, the less muscle we've got, the lower our metabolism. So the less that we can eat before putting weight on. So definitely, definitely we want to be managing that. Also, dieting doesn't necessarily address insulin resistance and blood sugar imbalance. So just reducing calories in and of itself doesn't necessarily lead to a better quality of diet or better choices. We can still have that blood sugar that is fluctuating all over the place and we're getting these real big spikes in our blood sugar levels. Dieting and reducing our calories does not necessarily address that. Okay, so again, that's going to be a problem. Next up, after you come off restriction, you're likely going to put weight on again. Okay, we all know that. We all know diets rarely work for the long term, so we've got to be aware of that. It can also further impact gut dysbiosis or a gut imbalance. Okay, so when we are restricting calories, we can actually affect our gut health. And if our gut health is affected, that again is going to lead us to find it difficult to, to lose weight. And also just a little note on here on low fat stuff beware because we need fat, we need cholesterol to produce hormones. So actually, if we're doing um, low fat, if we're choosing low fat options, then we might actually be doing ourselves a disservice because we're not necessarily able to produce the, the hormones that we need as well. So all of those reasons and many, 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 many more, I'm sure as well, are really good reasons to stop dieting and not look towards that diet to lose weight. But you're all sitting there, you're going, okay, this is all very well and good, but what do I actually do? How am I actually going to address this and, and stop gaining weight or lose the weight that has been happening? So there are quite a few things. Like I say, build muscle is number one, or is one of them, sorry, not just not, not necessarily number one of all of them, but one of them. And I am going to definitely cover that next week. So do come back and find out more about that because that is an important part of this conversation as well. However, if we're just talking about, um, you know, other lifestyle changes and other dietary changes, thinking about quality rather than quantity. So instead of just simply cutting calories, thinking about actually, instead of cutting stuff out, what can I add that is going to be really good for me? Adding good fats, adding protein, adding things like olive oils and nuts and seeds and avocados and things like that. The kind of things that we often don't have when we're dieting because they are high in calories, but they are actually going to be really, really helpful to you right now. Protein and fats are going to help you with your blood sugar balance, for example. Protein and fats are going to keep you fuller for much, much longer. So you're going to be sorting out those hunger hormones 
So, you know, all of those things are really important to add in and to just focus on what quality can I add in? It's much easier to add quality than it is to constantly take away and constantly restrict. So all of that is is also going to help you to work on your on managing your blood sugar levels. So yes, adding in the good quality stuff, but also looking at where, you know, lots of maybe, you know, sugar and things like that and simple carbs, you know, things like white bread and white pasta and things, have a look at where they're coming in. It's not that you can't have them. And often if you have a simple carb with some protein and fat, then that is going to make it less likely to or will spike your blood sugar a bit less, but we still need to be working on reducing those things as well. And then also adding in variety, particularly a variety of plant-based foods, which is going to help to improve your gut health, improve the gut flora. And again, that is going to then contribute to, you know, stabilizing your weight and helping you to lose weight ultimately as well. The other thing is focus on sleep and stress management. Like we said before, if your sleep is not great, that is going to impact on your ghrelin, so your hunger hormone and your fullness hormone. It's going to mess with that and we don't want to mess with that. So focusing on those things and focusing on stress management as well. But I think as well, there's also a, a body acceptance thing that needs to go on here as well. You know, I think that a lot of us want our bodies to look the way they did in our 20s and 30s. But the likelihood is our bodies are going to change they are absolutely going to change. It doesn't mean we can't still look and feel amazing, but it might just look a little bit different now to what it used to look. Okay. So I think just that body acceptance piece, working on that and, you know, working on really like nourishing yourself. Think about it from a point of view, how can I nourish myself rather than just, oh my God, I feel fat. I need to lose this weight. How can you nourish yourself? Because that in and of itself is going to help you to feel better as well. So all of those things, I mean, there's, you know, obviously there are lots of other things as well, but those I think are some of the key things. And then come back next week and listen to the podcast on exercise, because I think that that is going to be really interesting for you as well. Now, if you do listen to this podcast a lot, you're going to know that I'm not a fan of diets generally anyway. I spent years on and off that miserable roller coaster myself. And, you know, in this phase of my life, particularly, I'm working on my gut health. So I've got something called SIBO and gut dysbiosis. And I think that my diet history probably played a part in causing that in the first place. So I definitely am not doing any diets anytime soon. So I'm working really hard on my gut health and increasing the quality of my diet and just taking it one step at a time right now. So I hope as well that what I've told you today gives you plenty of reasons to not diet and instead to look at other options because you've got so many options available to help you be happy, healthy and confident in that perimenopause as well. So I definitely would encourage you to think about that and look into that and start thinking about what is that one change that you can start to make now. Now, before I finish, this is your final call to come and join me for Fatigued to Fabulous. So this free five-day challenge is all about taking you from feeling a bit confused maybe overwhelmed, maybe unsure about where to start when it comes to improving your energy, well-being and fitness in the perimenopause to having an amazing plan of action. You're going to be discovering what the perimenopause is, the symptoms to look out for, and then you're going to be doing some really simple daily challenges that are going to address those key aspects of perimenopause wellness, so stress management, nutrition and exercise. And by the end of the challenge, I know you're going to be feeling empowered, energised, totally ready for action. So just head to the link in the show notes to join me and I'm going to see you over there. And I'm going to be back next week, like I said, to talk about the key elements of midlife fitness, what exactly we need to focus on in order to feel and look our very best in the perimenopause. So I'm going to look forward to seeing you then. But in the meantime, have the most amazing week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. 
Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.